Hey guys, welcome to JC Sports. Uh, back at it again with uh, best sports news this week. Me and Jackson are together today, actually. Yeah, we're we're over at the Cameron's house today. We decided it's a it's a nice day. We got the day off school, so we decided, you know what, we'll hook up. We'll do we'll do this together. Yep. Uh, so today we're doing a mock draft. We, we each created our own mock draft, and then we'll go on to uh, my baseball and his hockey. We'll talk a little bit of March Madness as well. Yeah, we wish we could have like a like a camera here or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll that would do, be pretty dope. We'll like, do, we'll do a we'll do a um a face reveal and stuff like face that. Face reveal. Like anyone cares. To our fifteen subscribers. No, but yeah, we're here together. Um, we did a mock draft. We'll talk about everything. Yeah. Everything about that. Um, yeah. So let's talk about some of just the the news. We'll we'll cover the the trades and stuff because obviously there were some of those in the in the NFL landscape this week. Yeah. And so the first trade, it, it kind of happens like simultaneously, but the Dolphins traded number three overall to the 49ers for number 12 overall and like uh, a future third and two future firsts. So yeah. well, like, what does this mean, Cameron, for the Niners and the Dolphins? What do, what do you think? So, we'll go with the Niners first because the Dolphins mess around later. Uh, it's good for the Dol- I think it's good for the Niners because um... – in my opinion, they need a quarterback, and I think they're going to take a quarterback, uh, but we'll get to the draft later. Um, so I think it's a good move for, honestly, I think it's smarter on the Dolphins' side because they're getting more draft picks. Um, I think right now, I, I like the way the Niners are going to get a, a top pick, whatever they whatever they do pick. But um, I think that overall, I think it had a, it's it's ups and downs to both sides. I think getting future future was it second and third rounds. It was a future a future third and two future firsts. Right, and uh, so I think that's a good move for the Dolphins because that'll give them even more talent. And I think the Dolphins are going to be a growing top team within the next couple of years, especially with these draft picks. So what do you think? So if I'm the 49ers, I just gave up almost my future in draft picks. Right, and so when I go. I can't not take a quarterback because if you give up that much to move up well, that far, you have to take a quarterback in that scenario. Like, of course, there are other very good players out there, but I don't think any quarterback, any other player aside from a quarterback, would be worth the haul that you just gave. Oh, up. especially in this year, yeah, no doubt. I think uh, G is not the guy for. Him. I don't really like Jimmy G personally because he's plagued with injury and he's really not that good. And he just steals all of our girls. <laughs> he's really not that good of a quarterback. So uh, there's how do you not? You got some really good pro days that have been going on. Uh, Zach Wilson just had his pro day a couple of days ago. Uh, he looked really good. Um, obviously, we know where Trevor Lawrence is going. So obviously, we're but about him. but uh, the the Dolphins also made another move, and so they're so now they're back at number twelve, and they say, "Hey Philly, let's trade up," and so. They go and they get number six overall for a um, – they give up their number 12 overall, a fourth rounder, and a 2022 first. So that's, pre- that's a pretty good haul for the Dolphins. You move back like smart. one spot and you still smart, get like yeah. a lot of stuff. Like it's, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's smart because the Niners lost a lot. Uh, they put a lot of faith in this third-round pick now. Uh, and the Dolphins gained the most out of both of them, I think. Well, yeah, for sure. They just did some some uh, sweet maneuvering yeah, around yeah. around the the draft market. And so the Eagles are just I think the Eagles are just trying to recoup some draft picks yeah. after the Carson Wentz disaster and Howie Roseman disaster. So they're kind of in shambles. They're just trying to pick up some more picks. And then we also have uh, something our favorite team did. 
Sammy Watkins to the Ravens on a one-year $6 million deal. What do you think? I love it. I honestly, you love it? I, I just because the Ravens are such dire need of a receiver core. Uh, because, yeah, you have uh, Marquise Brown, who's so inconsistent, in my opinion. He may be fast, but you see, like, in the Cleveland Browns game, he decided that he wanted to, uh, as soon as Lamar Jackson came back in, I forgot it was, like, a 35-yard uh, touchdown or something like that, but he already dropped three passes before that. Um, and besides the receiver core, you had, like, Mark Andrews, in my opinion, is, is, is an elite tight end. He's probably top five in the, in the league, in my opinion. Some people won't agree with me on that, but I think he's got the talent for it. But some days Lamar Jackson will and Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews will go for like a hundred yards um, to each other, and then some days Mark Andrews will get like no catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you need to form just more talent in the receiver core around him so that he doesn't just have to rely on one or two targets. Oh yeah, it's definitely the the play to diversify. I also like this. I don't love it, but I, I like it enough. But I I like. I it. think we just need talent around the receiver core right now because we're not going to get any. I don't think we're going to get any top receivers from any, any teams right now because I think receivers are one of the biggest needs on a lot of teams. So whatever whatever top receivers they have, they're gonna keep. So I think Sammy Watkins was a was a good pickup because uh, definitely a good second tier pickup, I'd say. Yeah, I don't I don't put him in, and you know I don't put him at at first, uh, you know top receiver talent, but he's good for us right now, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully we can pick up that top receiver so we can have him as like a slot guy, something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I I like the uh, I like the decision. All right, so let's move on to our our main section of today, and so. Today, what me and Cameron have done, have we have compiled two separate mock drafts. Right. And so what we're going to do is we're going to just kind of do a little bit of debate. We'll try to go through all 32, but if we don't... Um, we'll, go through the, like, we'll go through like at least 20. We'll go through at least like 20 of them. And so we're just going to compare our mock drafts, you know, see what went where, you know, have a little bit of spirited debate. So let's let's get on it. So number one... we, are, we There's no argument here. It's going to be kind of... He's the best pick in the draft. Sarah Fuller. Player. Yeah. Jacksonville isn't trading it. They're, they're, Trevor Lawrence is basically a Jaguar. He's yeah. basically already in Duval. Yeah, and, you know, good or bad for Trevor Lawrence, I think Jacksonville is putting 100%. They're going to almost follow him like a religion, I feel like. So So uh, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't, doesn't um, hold up to the spotlight – that's on him because mm-hmm. Jacksonville's putting so much around him, but not not necessarily around him. I think Jacksonville needs to put more around him, but they're putting a lot of faith in him. So um, there's no I mean, there's no argument he's going first. Number two, what do you got? Uh, I have uh, Penn I see, uh, Sewell. So uh, you think you think the Jets will stay with Darnold? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I okay. think uh, I think in my opinion, I know they're looking for a quarterback, but I think if you put talent around him uh, and you protect him. Maybe just maybe Sam Darnold will do what Sam Darnold should be able to do and is perform. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have them taking Zach Wilson. He had a great pro day. I think he's mostly the consensus number two quarterback in this class. And I don't think you can be at number two in such a quarterback heavy class with with possibly you know five great quarterbacks to come out of this class. Yeah, you I, can't like if I'm the Jets. If I don't take a quarterback, I'm trading back in this scenario. But we didn't include trades today; it's too complicated. But if I'm the Jets and I'm not taking quarterback, I'm trading back. Yeah, no, I just I think if you protect Sam Darnold and you build around Sam Darnold, he's a good quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, and I don't. He's think- had like three years. He's like yeah, but the Jets have set him up for failure. 
Yeah, but there's a point where a quarterback is too broken. Like, you can't fix it. But he's not anymore. too broken. He just needs talent around him. It's, you, a quarterback can't, can't lead the Jets to a 9-7. Look at Josh Rosen. Look what happened to that. Yeah, but jo- that Josh Rosen destroyed himself. He had decent, he had some talent around him. Not, the Cardinals sucked pretty bad when he was there. Yeah, but they weren't like they, – they had something. I mean, the Jets really don't have anything around Sam Darnold. And it's not like Sam Darnold did horrible this year. It's not like he wasn't a Josh Rosen where he completely sucked. Nah, you're right, but still, I think I think they take up Zach Wilson for number three. I have the Niners going Justin Fields. You give oh, up, I, like I said, you give up that much. You got to go get a quarterback. Justin Fields, great, great dual threat quarterback, almost a Colin Kaepernick wow, redux. Wow, you have three quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks in the top three picks. I have Zach Wilson going to the Niners. I agree with you on the quarterback situation, but I think that I think the Niners take Zach Wilson, and I think the Jets don't because I don't like Jimmy G at all. I don't think that he has the talent anymore i don't think that he has the physical capability because he is injury prone uh the niners need a quarterback to even get them to a winning season because jimmy g is not the guy well why why zach instead of justin well i watched zach's pro day uh you know he was doing a lot of a lot of his passes and stuff like that with ease i think that i think that zach wilson goes higher due to the simple simple draft draft stock he's got a he's got a higher i know it's like one or two but but um Zach, I think, could perform better, and I think he'll put better in the San Francisco offense. So um, I, I have them taking Zach Wilson, but uh, I think we can both agree that San Francisco is going to take a quarterback. San Francisco is going to take a quarterback with the amount they gave up. What do you think about Atlanta? What, who do you think Atlanta's going to take? So Atlanta is an interesting scenario. So I kind of wanted to mock them, Trey Lance, because just because of how old they are. Yeah. And, you know, but I think what they're going to do is they're going to try to squeeze, like, the last bit of contending – Thing they have out of Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, so I think they go pick up Panay Sewell, and no matter if Matt Ryan or and Julio Jones do well or not, Panay Sewell is a building block on any offensive line. You know, uh, I could agree, I, I could agree with you on, on picking up Panay Sewell, but I say to go Patrick Certain because uh, you know I, I really could see them going a quarterback or a wide receiver or something in that direction, but they've got a long contract with Matt Ryan. Uh, Julio Jones. And they have like no trade clauses right. too. So uh, and you know, I think the Falcons think a lot. I think I think I think Patrick Certain he's he's the right way to go for Atlanta. It's a tough one. Atlanta was a tough one. They could have gone a lot of separate ways. You don't I I don't know if they're gonna get with him. I, I'm almost certain that Trevor Lawrence is gonna go number one and I think Zach Wilson's probably gonna go to San Francisco, but but I, I don't know about uh I don't know about the, the Falcons. It was a tough one for me. Well what do you think about uh what do you who do you think the Bangor are gonna go with? Rashawn Slater. It's, they Penisul just went off the board. Um, they need, still need offensive tackle that badly. They go get Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, who again also had a great pro day. Who benched like a shit ton. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that. He benched like a lot. I can agree with you. I really could. because uh, it's almost like an Andrew Luck situation where Joe Burrow just has no protection. They've got they have to. They have but, to pick uh, an offensive tackle, otherwise their fan base will riot. But they also kinda need a receiver core. Stuff like that because you know, they don't really do anything like that anymore. So I said, think of Kyle Pitts as a tight end, just because give him an extra weapon. I think Kyle Pitts is a he, he performs great. Kyle Pitts is like a, a tight end caliber, the the prospect we haven't seen in a long time. No, and, and so I think they go Kyle Pitts. I don't think I don't see Kyle Pitts dropping anywhere five, six, maybe. maybe He's he is like a he is one of the best tight end prospects we we've ever seen. I think the Bengals could go with an offensive. I, I don't I don't I don't shame you for that offensive tackle because the Bengals have. So, but I say they go tight end over offensive line. But again, this is one of those where I can go either way. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Miami, who you got? Uh, Devontae Smith, no doubt. I say the Dolphins got a decent amount of time. I almost had them going quarterback because I don't think two is the guy for them. Mm. But I don't say they go first round for a quarterback. I don't think they're in that much need of a quarterback. I mm. think they either give Tua this year to prove himself and then go quarterback next year. Or uh, I say they go quarterback this year. I don't know if they – I almost gave him number six quarterback. But I went to Vontae Smith because, um, in my opinion, uh, give Tua some weapons. I think Tua could perform. I don't think Tua is the guy for him, unfortunately, because I think he could perform a lot more with the weapons that they could be getting. But uh, but um, I say they go to Vontae Smith just to give Tua even more of a chance to perform. Because I think they really want Tua to succeed. I had this kind of same line of thinking. Um, I gave him Kyle Pitts. We already talked about him, elite level. Um, tight end prospect, and so I th- I think it's kind of the same same reason, except you already had Kyle Pitts go off your board. Yeah. Um, Detroit, I got them taking Jalen Waddle. Um, kind of, I, I, could, I could agree with that. Jalen Waddle, in my opinion, is the best wide receiver prospect in this class. Yeah. And I think he was. Um, Devonte Smith is kind of a product of the Alabama scheme, and Jalen Waddle was was not you know playing a lot for Alabama this past year, and so really I think he's the best prospect. In the yeah. wide receiver prospect in this draft. I had Jamar Chase going, and I think that the Lions, I, I totally agree that they're going to pick up a wide receiver. I put in a wide receiver. Uh, I think Jalen Wada is probably one of the better wide receivers in, in uh, probably top two in the draft right now. I just see him going Jamar Chase just because, uh, you know, his draft stock and, and his uh, what, what he was rated and – in general, I think, like I said, they could go with any any of the top wide receivers. I think they're they're just trying to build around Jared Goff because Jared Goff is weapons right now. Now mm-hmm. he's a lion. I think they're going to do his bet their best because I think uh, Jared Goff's probably top fifteen quarterbacks in the league right now. I think he's a good quarterback, but off of Jared Goff, I I definitely see them going wide receiver the way. I have Jamal Chase. You have um, Jalen Waddle, but I see them going wide receiver either way. Who do you have Carolina taking? Trey Lance, and he is one of my most underrated quarterback prospects i think he's he's very undervalued and i think yeah. he would even fit well in somewhere like uh san francisco but obviously i think justin field is slightly better but trey lance is in any other draft where there's not zach wilson trevor lawrence and justin Fields, i think he would be like a top three pick yeah you know i uh, i i i had justin fields going but i like ted bridgewater one bit and he really didn't do anything for the panthers this year mm-hmm I, go, I think they go quarterback either way. Yeah, they were actively trying to, to deal him um, for, could, for Matt Stafford. Yeah, I, I could see I could see Trey Lance going there because I, when I watch his pro day and, and on, on YouTube, I watch all these quarterbacks' pro days just to see the talent level and stuff like that. Um, he performed well. Um, like you said, I think he's a pretty underrated quarterback. Even some of the announcers said it. I think a lot of teams are looking past him just because of the school he went to and stuff like that. I see them going Justin Fields because I think Justin Fields had a little bit of a better day. And... Uh, also, his draft stocks a little bit more, and, and um, I, I, I could like I, this is one of those things where you could just see them. I'd see them going on quarterback in general, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I see them going Justin Fields. I have Trey Lance actually. I'll go next. I have going to Denver because Drew Locke was such a letdown. Yeah, I have kind of the same line of thinking, honestly. Except it's Mac Jones because yeah. Mac Jones is like you know taller white quarterback. You know, John Elway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're. Denver, <laughs> I know you're Denver. You're kind of a Denver fan. But like that's his. That's his type, and I think Mac Jones fits that fits out pretty well but to Mac Jones to me is not worth a top 10 pick but I think he'll go there anyway just because he, he's kind of come yeah. out of the woodwork in in recent months like at the end of the season he was kind of like a uh, borderline like late first maybe second round pick 
And now he's like, he's like getting mocked to, I mean, obviously I have a mock to Denver. Some people have a mock to, you know, Philly and, you know, even um, New England is a really popular um, destination in, in mock drafts for him. I, but I, I, Yeah. I mean, look, I, I had, I have Trey Lance just because of, you know, his, he, I, I like, I really like his pro day. I think Trey Lance one could, could go to, um, uh, I think he'd go either way. He could go to Carolina or he could go to Denver, but I think, like you said, I understand why you went uh, Mac Jones. I, I get it. Um, your whole John Elway. <laughs> That's how he thinks, man. But, uh, but um, I see them going Trey Lance because I think they want a quiet guy that is just going to get there and get the job done. He's going to win. Uh, I see Trey Lance being that guy for him because Drew Locke wasn't that guy, and they expected him to be that guy. I think they're in dire need of a quarterback. I said they go quarterback. I said they go Trey Lance. All right, uh, Dallas at number ten. Who do you got? J.C. Horn. I I, I say uh, with when Dak Prescott was there, uh, not injured, they had a decent offense. Not great, but decent. I don't see them going early for anything offensively, because they have Ezekiel Elliott uh, as as back. They got Dak Prescott. They got a decent receiver core. Uh, I say they go cornerback just because their defense wasn't that good this year. I agree, and plus they lost Shadobia Wuzier. Yeah. To free agency, and they really only have it'll be second rounder Trayvon Diggs. In the sec, in the Manning, the cornerback position. So I think Patrick. I I picked Patrick Sertain. Yeah. I think personally he's a better prospect. He has he has better intangibles. But I can understand why you went you went why you went JC Horn there. And uh, New York Giants. I have Gregory Rousseau. He's one of my favorite raw prospects coming out of college. Like he's the definition of like raw edge talent. And he's not. He doesn't really have refined hands, but he has that power, that bull rush ability Dude. that not a lot of uh, prospects coming out of college do, and I think he'll fit well in the New York scheme. The, the New York Giants will bolster an already pretty good defense with the pickup. I so here's what I'm gonna say. So I think I think Daniel Jones is kind of in the same spot as as Tua right now. I think that I don't think he's the right quarterback for New York, but I think they're gonna try and do the best they can to get him to succeed. They got a decent receiver core. I see them going Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Jalen Waddle with that wide receiver court. If Daniel Jones does his job, they'll get into the playoffs. It'll be deadly in the receiver court. Uh, you add that extra tool, I see them doing really well. Um, I, I know New York needs a lot more than just a receiver. Flanking Kenny G out there in, in the right. Big Apple. I think, that, I think that's a pretty good pickup. Uh, Eagles, I have going Jamar Chase. Just kind of a mix-up on our, our uh, wide receiver options. I think the Eagles have literally have no one at wide receiver. They let go of Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. The only I can think of, the only wide receiver I can think of on their roster is like J.J. Ortega, Whiteside, or um, what's his name? The fantasy guy who's really big in fantasy. I'm trying, I can't think of his name. I, I, uh, I can't think of his name, but I, I can only think of like two wide receivers and they, they both aren't that good. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> Travis Fulgham. Uh, That's his name. Uh, yeah. uh, I see him going Michael Parsons just because uh, Eagles did a lot. Uh, I see them going linebacker just because I think they need a defense a little bit more than an offense right now. Um, but but um, um, so hold, okay, so we'll go to what? We'll go to like fifteen. Yeah, we'll go to like fifteen for today. Okay, yeah, because we're a little bit running, a little bit running uh, late on time. But uh, you know, we get caught up, you know. <laughs> but uh, so. Michael Parsons definitely, in my opinion, I don't see them going anywhere else. I, I mean, I could, but uh, but no doubt, I see them going with Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons is one of the things where I just see him get like getting lost and he getting kind of underrated because Penn State really had an underwhelming season on yeah, but, football. But, but I mean, look, I like those type of guys because they're gonna, he's going to get the job done either way. He's not going to go run his mouth like like some of the other some of the other 
former superstars. I don't know if anybody knows who I'm talking about. Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, but <laughs> but uh, he's not gonna go running his mouth. He's not gonna go dancing on logos. He's not gonna go, you know, doing all this, doing all that. Uh, he's gonna get the job done. And I know I'm comparing him to a wide receiver, but uh, I like Micah Parsons. I like the way he did. You know, like I said, he doesn't talk a lot. He's quiet. He's gonna be underrated. No doubt he's gonna be underrated. But I see him being a good addition. For Okay. All right. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So you got to go in there. Sean Slater, no doubt. Uh, I think they need to build around uh, Justin Herbert. I, I see. Uh, um, they already have a really good uh, quarterback right now. Um, they just need to build around him, in my opinion. So uh, an offensive tackle is the best way to go. I wholeheartedly agree with you, and that's why I mocked him for Christian Derrissaw to Virginia Tech. Um, I like Rashawn Slater, but you know, in my mock, Rashawn Slater went to the yeah, Bengals yeah. At, at number five. So. I gave them Christian Derisaw, and I think they continue to bolster their offensive line after signing Corey Lindsley, which I think was one of the one of the best pickups of the offseason in the in the free agent market. And I think Derisaw will fit really well into Los Angeles. They don't they don't want Justin Herbert to get injured because if Justin Herbert gets injured, then their season is pretty much torpedoed. Yep. And so that's basically how it goes. I think they're pretty good on on running backs. They get um, Austin Eckler back after a, an IR year, and they have. Um, some good wide receivers out there. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see. Uh, you build around Justin Herbert. Uh, you they could they they could have a winning season as long as they build around. Him. Oh, I think I think for sure. And so for the next pick, Minnesota number fourteen, I have Elijah Vera Tucker, an offensive guard out of USC. This is where we disagree. I agree with you. Also, going going to uh, Minnesota because I think Minnesota's defense is not very good. You got an edge rusher, especially with his ability. Um, he definitely goes to the Vikings, in my opinion. He could go. He could go higher. I mean, yeah, I know you had him going higher uh, to New York, but uh, but in my opinion, I, I think the defense was the biggest lacking over in Minnesota. I, I see them going over, going over him. I think Minnesota is a little bit of a tougher one for me, just because overall Minnesota had a very disappointing year. Yeah, I I agree, and I think the one of their only stars was Dalvin Cook, and I think that kind of shaping the offense in his image. Yeah. Him, his and Justin Jefferson's image is a good philosophy to win games, and I think, I think they can recoup some of their defensive losses. Um, they get like Michael Pierce back. Yeah. You know, he didn't play. Um, so I think that I think their defensive woes will be a little bit better. But I think they go Elijah Vera Tucker, improve their interior offensive line after uh, their other guard Riley Reef. Did not. Did it was signed with. <laughs> you're so fucking. I know exactly what you're thinking of now. But <laughs> New England Patriots, I have taking Micah Parsons, and for the same reasons you mentioned, Micah Parsons is probably is the best linebacker, and I don't even think he should drop this low. Um, but he will because of the other teams with prevailing quarterback needs above him. Yeah, I always pronounce his name wrong. Najee Harris. Najee. <laughs> I know. I know. I always pronounce it wrong. Uh, New England needs a running game. You know, he's the highest rated running back on paper. Right? Well, they have uh, Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead and... I know, I know, I know, I know. But you groom him, he could be a really, really, really good running back. Especially with Cam Newton. I don't expect him to have... I don't expect him to have a great season. Again, he could do what Cam Newton does and have a great season all of a sudden after having a horrible season. But uh, everybody thinks he's going to. But, uh... But, um... I see them getting uh, getting Harris because uh, you, you build Harris around him. He'll pro- he, Harris could be a top top ten running back in the league, in my opinion. But uh, we're gonna stop at fifteen because we're really running out of time here. 
Um, so let's move on to uh, March Madness. Yeah, March Madness. So in March Madness, um, we had kind of kind of sanity return just a little bit, <laughs> just, just a little bit in the games. And so we had all of our, our number one seeds that played in the Sweet 16 uh, pick up wins. Baylor picked up a win over Villanova, 62 to 51. And so they, they, uh, that kind of showed how good of a team they are because they overcame a s- extremely sluggish shooting start. They were like two of 14 from the floor in the first, like, um, you know, whatever, 10 minutes. And it was, it was like it was very ugly in the first part of the game, but they rebounded. And one of the keys of good teams in all sports is being able to win in different ways and with different like things happening right, to you. Right, so if right, you right, start right. out shooting extremely poorly and you come back to win against a sneaky good Villanova team, I think that said a lot about you. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's gonna sound bad after Villanova, but but uh, yeah, uh, you saw a little bit of sanity left. I think uh, Baylor has some real talent on the ball. And I see them probably going to a, a final matchup with Gonzaga. That could be a, a big thing. But uh, but um, you saw some other some other uh, some other sanity, you know, happen. Oh uh, yeah, Oral Roberts finally goes down. Uh, they missed the last second three. That was painful. I wanted. I them really to wanted them to win. I wanted them to win so bad. But... I, I didn't even have them going past round thirty two, but I think I had them losing in sixty four. But... Yeah, I had them losing. Yeah, no one predicted that, but. Uh, it's a shame to see them go down, but Oregon State is another kind of Cinderella team. They're the only, the second only ever 12 seed to make it to the Elite Eight, and I think, uh, I don't think they really have that much of a chance to make it to the final, to the uh, the Final Four, honestly, because yeah, you know, they they play Houston and Houston shut down Syracuse. They didn't even allow 50 points. On the yeah, I, I know. I think, but yeah, I mean, Syracuse and my, I think Oregon State is more talented than Syracuse in my opinion. I know they're a higher seed, but uh, I think. Uh, Oregon State's got the momentum. Uh, I know Houston has some too. I think it'll be a good game, and I know Houston's a talented team. And I, I know you have Houston going, anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, I know that's probably why you're saying Houston. Yeah. But uh, I have Oregon State beating Houston. I'm pretty sure, and uh, I think Oregon State can beat Houston. I don't know if they will, but I think they. Can. I think they can, but I don't think they will. And the in the other games in the second day, oh, we had Zaga. Um, taking Creighton to town, it, uh, they kind of kept it. They kind of kept it close through the first, like you know, we expected it though. Fifteen or so minutes, and then Gonzaga just kind of took it and ran with it. Um, Michigan beats beats Florida, and that. one of the big, big, bigger upsets is UCLA over Alabama by ten yeah, points. Yeah, nobody and expected that. After Alabama was raining down threes on Maryland, I thought they could have a chance to make it to the Final Four. I wouldn't. I honestly thought they could have, just because, like I said, momentum, but. Uh... Great defense, great defensive scheme by Nate Oates, and great three-point shooting. But no, the UCLA, and I think that's part of the perpetually underrated Pac-12. The Pac-12 yeah. has had like great teams. They've had they were they have been underrated this tournament, and so like teams like USC and Oregon and even Oregon State have like you know taken these higher seed teams to town, and I think that's part of the um, the intercon the interconference yeah. matchups. They can only play teams from your conference. Yeah, I, I liked I, I liked. I like this whole tournament. So yeah, and I and then a, it's a big, it's a definitely it's a big thing. But, uh, a lot of upsets this year, I think. But uh, and the other the other team the other game was USC versus Oregon, and USC won handily by a score of eighty two to sixty eight. And I here's the thing, I really love USC, and I think they're a really strong team. They have a chance to beat Gonzaga, like a real a fighting chance. I don't think they do. I think I think Gonzaga's probably gonna. Uh, I think all Gonzaga at this point, I think Gonzaga needs to. Uh, 
floor it, and I think they will floor it against USC, and I think when they floor it, they're going to floor it hard, because they've been playing, like, just to get there, and I think now that they're in the Elite Eight, they're going to they're gonna put the foot down, and mm-hmm. I think that's what they need to do, and if they don't, USC could sneak, USC is a sneaky team, I think USC could sneak up on them. Definitely, that whole Pac-12. Alright, let's, let's do a quick uh, MLB... All right, I'll do my top 10 power just because opening day is literally in three days, and I'm super excited for it. So uh, we all know what number one is. We all know the Dodgers are taking number one because of the talent on both sides of the baseball, not the football. Uh, talent and the pitching staff and, and at the plate defense-wise. Uh, Dodgers are the best team in the world. We know that. Uh, Padres picking up all the pitching staff they did this year, picking up Blake Snell, picking up um, uh, Udarvish, stuff like that. Oh, did they pick up Udarvish? No, they didn't. I'm sorry. I thought they did. Uh, but they, uh, um, the pitching staff they picked up this year, uh, they're definitely number two. There's definitely no doubt. Uh, the Yankees' talent that they picked up. Yankees always buy talent, in my opinion. That's why he, I'm also an Orioles fan. But um, Luke Voigt getting hurt is going to be a big thing. But they even on this website, it says, you know, you know the biggest upset was it wasn't Judge or Stanton, which is a big thing because those are the two biggest power bats in the Yankees in the Yankees' bats. Uh, Braves. Braves have really good talent, and I think they're a sneaky team, and I think they could definitely make it to the NL, NLCS or the NLDS. No doubt. Uh, uh, Mets picking up Lindor, uh, big thing for them. They've got talent now. They haven't had talent in years. Uh, Mets going number five is a big thing, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about Houston. I don't like Houston either way, no matter what, if they're six or not. <laughs> uh, the Jays. Uh, the Jays are talented, not as talented as they used to be, but the Jays are getting there. Uh, uh, Jays are an AL and an AL East team. Uh, AL East is always competitive. I think the Jays could possibly make the wild card this year. It's a toss up between probably them and, and uh, Tampa Bay, but uh, I don't know if Tampa Bay will either or not. Uh, I think the Sox should be higher. I think the Sox have a lot of talent on that team, especially because my favorite pitcher, Garrett Crochet, is on that team. Does 100 miles an hour with ease, but. Uh, uh, Sox have a lot of sneaky talent. I definitely see them making the playoffs either way. I don't think the Twins should be up here, but I think the Twins went off of momentum, and I think they can go off of momentum. I think the A's should be higher just because of the season that they had last season. The A's should definitely be higher. Uh, the A's are definitely going to the playoffs this year, in my opinion. Uh, Cardinals, I think, are ranked – oh, that's number 10. I'm sorry. Uh, here, I'll go to 12. I'll go to 12 and that's it. Because I know we don't have a lot of time. We have like about 10 minutes left. But uh, Cardinals, I think, should be lower. Uh, just because they picked up Nolan Arenado doesn't put them as a powerhouse team. Yeah, he's a great player, but they need more than just him. Uh, the Rays lost a lot this year, but they're still talented. Rays played off of momentum last year. They had talent. I think the Rays could do it again this year. Just not in the World Series. <laughs> I don't see them going to the World Series at all. But uh, the Rays dropped a lot, unfortunately. I was happy to see them in the World Series. They haven't been there in a while. But uh, overall, uh, I think the Rays are good where they are. I think the Cardinals should definitely drop. All right, so uh, that does it for the uh, our, our dugout talk. So now we'll move on to a quick penalty box. So let's talk about Mika Zibanejad, um, center for the Rangers, who has accrued 16 points in six games and with two hat tricks, both against the Flyers. And the Flyers, like, this is great for Mika Zibanejad, who kind of had a slow start to the season, who everyone is hating on. Is like, yeah, Mika, you needed to do better. And then he comes out and scores, you know, two hat tricks. And uh, this says something about Philly, too, because their goaltending unit, Brian Elliott and Carter Hart, have stunk it up. And, I mean, this might take Philly out of potential for a playoff spot in the East Division, which is pretty strong. But Mika Zibanejad obviously picking up first star of the week um, for that performance. 
Aaron Ackblad goes down for Florida. He's I think he's tied for first among defensemen for with the with goals goal leads, and he's like he's really like a core of why Florida has been doing so well this year and why they're contending in the Central Division. Another thing about Central Division, the uh, Nashville Predators have won four in a row, and you know a lot of people are talking about a fire sale um, at the end of the season for Nashville, who's like you know who can't who seemed to be uh, middling and couldn't couldn't do it anymore, but suddenly they're in position for a playoff spot. They move above. Uh, Chicago. And uh, speaking of Chicago, Kirby Doc finally returns from long-term IR after breaking his wrist. I think it was three or four months ago, which obviously the hockey player is terrible. Like that's like the worst thing to break. <laughs> and so uh, from the, from the West, Miko Rangen is having an outstanding year for the Colorado Avalanche who have finally found their stride and are once again, putting up those like five, six goal games that have made them an offensive staple of the league in, in years past. And so, um, yeah, Brendan Lemieux has been traded for from the New York Rangers to Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Kings, for a fourth-round pick. And I find it interesting the Kings are being buyers at this trade deadline. And so the Kings are a sneaky good team. Uh, Drew Doughty and Anzai, especially Anzai Kopitar, have been having really bounce-back seasons. And the I think the they are ranked top 10 in both the power play and the penalty kill, which is interesting for a, for a team so far out of a playoff spot. <clears throat> but obviously they think they have something with Drew Doughty and Anzai Kopitar still in their advanced ages. <clears throat> Eric Stahl um, is dealt from Buffalo. Obviously, the the horrid seasoning is happening there. They're on a league. like I think they've lost like 17 in a row at this point, or 15 in a row, which is a setting the, the record for most games without a win, which is <laughs> so sad. <laughs> but um, he goes to the Montreal Canadiens for a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick in this upcoming draft. And, you know, a little bit of NCAA hockey. So NCAA hockey has a similar, not so many teams, but they have like a turn, they have a bracket. Yeah. And so there was the longest NCAA hockey game ever played uh, the other night. It was uh, Minnesota Duluth versus North Dakota. And they went a five OT and the game lasted for like six hours and 15 minutes, which is ridiculous. And the um, uh, Minnesota Duluth finally won it. I think it was like a hundred. It was like a hundred and something shots. It was ridiculous, yeah. like total. It was it was ridiculous. I I wasn't able to watch it. it. Obviously, you know, six plus hours means you're going till like one thirty in the morning. But I thought that was that was really interesting and a little bit off topic that maybe we needed to share. But that'll do it for our podcast today. Hope you liked us being in person. Hopefully, it doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> no, um, we should, we'll definitely do it more often. I think it was a little bit more productive today if we worked together actually in person. Um, don't worry, me and Jackson have been around each other for months. Yeah, you know, COVID's safe. COVID. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, I know this week may have been a little, little bit long. I know it's hit every week, but I think this week may have actually been a little bit long just because of our draft. But it's our draft. So uh, it's fun to talk about that. No, I agree. I yeah. think we could maybe resume it next week, but we'll see. Um, make sure to like and subscribe. Find us anywhere podcasts are found. Have a great week, JC Mania.